0: is real relationship talk with dr b pope and fee the busy bee real talk is a podcast that covers everything that will help you to improve yourself and the lives of others and just sometimes we might discuss the tea in the streets now i want to introduce dr b pope and fee the busy bee Hello everyone and welcome to Real Talk. I'm Dr. B. Pope. And I'm Fee the Busy Bee. And I hope that you're having a great start to your Saturday.
1: Yes, happy
0: Saturday everybody. That's right, happy Saturday. We just have a few more days until the big day, Christmas. Yes, it is coming
1: so quickly.
0: And I know that a lot of people are excited. A lot of kids are especially excited. I remember when I was a a young guy, a young child, I could not wait. I remember I would start counting down the days as soon as November hit because my birthday is on November 4th. So I had my birthday in November and then I had Christmas in December. So I was on the countdown for November and December. I know, right? Opening those
1: gifts and stuff. Your parents think they've hid them somewhere, you find them? Oh, yes,
0: because my sisters and I, we were pretty good about finding gifts. I mean, seriously, I remember one Christmas, uh, we got in trouble, but we actually snuck into our parents' bedroom, and we went to work. I remember we had bikes, and I remember we were acting like we were riding the bikes through the house, and we were playing with the toys, and... And guess what? My little sister told on us. We were cool for about a week till my little sister Melissa opened her mouth and told on us, and we all got in trouble. Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm-mm. It's always the younger ones. Right, and those were the days. And today we're going to be talking about something that I believe that all of us have experienced, and that's grief. And I know that the holidays can be something where so many people are happy, but then for some of us, we think about the people that we might have lost along the way. And sometimes those memories can create feelings of uncertainty, feelings of insecurities or just feelings of loss. And that's what we're gonna be talking about today.
1: Yeah, and I think the most important thing is we're gonna be talking about having the pain that you felt, turning that pain into purpose. I like that. You know what I mean? Because I think that when we have a loss like this that affects our lives and we know it, it comes in different levels, whether you have really were really, really close to that person um, and had a deep relationship with that person or if it's someone you knew or a co-worker you know you still grieve no matter how deep or how you know how intense it is we all go through different phases of grief and, and even how much we grieve right so we're definitely not telling you guys how to grieve with this show but what we're trying to do is shed some some light at the end of that tunnel to let us know that even through all that hard pain and the trials that it can bring about a great purpose that right. can not just benefit you and your family, but your community.
0: Right. I think that is so true, because, again, like feet of Busy Beast said, we're not here to tell you how to grieve. I mean, because, hey, that's not our place, but we're here to just help you through it and just be a, just be a, a beacon of light. Yes. You know, and giving you a little direction along your journey. All right. What
2: time is
1: it? It's time for the tea. It's time for the tea. And yes, it is. It is time, guys. Hey, so as you know, Christmas is coming, and we still have a countdown, right? But guys, I just want to remind you, don't forget the ones that are in service to you. If you want to give them a little something, think about the mailman, the UPS guy you see, Every day, or the Amazon guy that drops off, you know, your your mail or your uh, items that you've ordered. You know, just thinking about the different people that are in the uh, lane of service that are always serving us throughout the year. Wow. Um, you know, to give them a little something. I'm thinking about the employees that we have. You know, making sure that we're giving them, you know, a gift. So just thinking about little things like that. Your housekeeper, whatever it is, whatever people, you know, it may be. You know, the friend that you see or the lady at the bank that always smiles at you. Right. But just really thinking about others during this time of the year. So let's talk about Sunday night. Let me tell you, Sunday night was so amazing. And did you guys watch it? You know what I'm talking about. 50 years of hip-hop. Yes, it was on the Grammy. It was a, a separate Grammy show that was just dedicated to 50 years of hip-hop. Wow. I mean, it was amazing. It's a, It was a once-in-a-lifetime blowout in honor of one of the most American's greatest musics, okay, of the world. And, you know, I, you can't beat that. I mean, hip-hop is just taking over. Right. You in, know, it in blows me away. In every
0: culture. Yeah,
1: how much hip-hop has grown. I don't think people thought when it started how big it would be now right I mean it's huge you know and and hey guys if you missed it I'm sure you can check it out again on demand or something because I know it came on CBS um, Paramount so I'm sure they probably had that on demand for you guys to see it again but I mean it was just awesome like I mean you think about coming Queen Latifah I mean it was so many great people did so many great things i mean dj um uh, jazzy jeff and the fresh prince i mean you know they were the first ones to ever get a grammy for rap and wow. how that was so cool well wait a minute i don't know if they're the first ones or were they the first group i'm not the sure i think, think they were the actual first one that won a grammy right so i think that was just so cool and they had so many people there you know they started off the latest first thing with spinderella you know moni love you know, Roxanne, Roxanne. Real you know, Roxanne. Real Roxanne. J.J. fad Yeah, MC Light. Remy Ma was there. I like how they mixed in the new with Lotto and stuff. That was really cool. And then they had Jeezy perform, T.I., Bumby, wow. Glorilla, 3-6 Mafia, Jermaine Dupree. And you know, Boosie Bad, you know what, was in the house. Wipe me down, okay? And then, of course, they had Uncle Luke. And um, they had Public Enemy which was really cool. And it's so funny. Every time I see him up on that stage dancing with that clock, Flavor, Flav, I be cracking up.
0: Flav is still doing his thing. Flav
1: is still doing his thing. And it's so
0: amazing because Flav is still relevant. I mean, everybody is, but even kids know about Flavor Flav.
1: Isn't that crazy? I mean, Flavor Love, you know what I mean? And then you got West Coast, Warren G, you know, Lady of Rage, YG. You know, you had DJ Quick, Yo-Yo, you know, Too Short, E-40, and then you had the international piece with Akon popping up. Wow. And that was so cool. You know, they had to play that Soul Survivor. I used to love that song. And then, you know, of course, they had Big Daddy Kane. Mm. Um, they had Rakim. And then they had 2 Chain and um, uh, Cora Lee Nelly. E.I. Oh. And they had that Rick Ross hustling and Chance the Rapper was on there. So, I mean, it was just great. And it was people. just, it was a lot of people and it was just so great to see Will in a different light. Mm. You know, I didn't, I didn't see Will on that stage and think, okay, who's he going to slap next? <laughs>
0: right. That's, that's a good thing. <laughs> you know
1: what I mean? I was just looking like, wow, I was so proud of them. And it was so great for Will to be able to, ooh, excuse me, be in that situation and, you know, to relive some things for herself. You know right. um, A lot of You know That that gave him A lot of do over power um, When he performed So I mean I love it
0: So after the break We're gonna talk about How to turn your pain Into purpose My name is Dr. B Pope And I'm Fee The Busy B Hey, hey,
1: Say make em, make 'em Make them clap To this To this
0: Hey Make a Make Clap to this Make Make a Clap to this Make a Make Clap Make Clap Make Clap to this yeah.
3: yeah.
4: Bug out a chill or be
0: acting ill No tricks in 86, it's time to build Eric be easy on the cut, no mistakes allowed Cause to me, MC means move the crowd I made it easy to dance to this But can you detect what's coming next from the flex of the wrist Say indeed and I'll proceed cause my man made a mix If he bleed, he won't be no band-aid to fix his fingertips So I'm on too there's no rhymes left i hurry up because the make him bleed to death But he's kicking it
1: Let's clap to this. Hey, it's Feed the Busy Bee, and I'm coming at you with a black-owned business. Yes, a business that transports kids to their destinations, right? It's called Cabs for Kids, LLC. Check them out at cabsforkids.org. That's for Kids, K-A-B-S, K-A-B-S, the number four, K-I-D-Z.org. Again, that's K-A-B-S, four, K-I-D-Z.org. CAF for Kids LLC. Let me transport your kids to get them to their destination.
0: back to Real Talk. I'm Dr. B. Pope. And I'm Fee, the Busy Bee. You know, I love that song that's Missing You by Puff Daddy 112 and Faith Evans. I mean, Puff Daddy wrote that song because of Biggie's death, and he wanted to have something where people could always remember Biggie's legacy.
1: Yes, and I love this song because basically to come back after all that stuff that had happened and write a song, and, and, you know, Faith's husband dying and wow. she's on the song and 112, they were really close as friends and as label mates. And to be able to come and do something like that, it really brought um, a lot of light to the situation.
0: Today, we're going to be looking at how to turn your pain into purpose. And the first young lady that we're going to be interviewing is Veronica Wimberly. And she did something very special because she used the qualities that her mother taught her and instilled in her to serve her community and help the less fortunate.
1: Isn't that wonderful? That is so amazing. So I'm so excited about interviewing her and listening to her story.
4: Okay. Okay. And once again, thank you all for um what you're doing, giving us a platform, people like myself to kind of speak on some things. Um, uh, my mom, Ruby Howard Tiller, um, most referred to as doll. Um, she was my mom and my I'm an only child. So her the wow. bond that we had was, you know, it was unique and different from most. And um she had a strong commitment to to service. She was really dedicated and loyal on top of the flaws and shortcomings like we all have. Oh, She yes. was always okay. consistent when it came to certain things and that was about um, having empathy and compassion and a servant's heart. Um, her focus was to her focus passion was geared mostly toward the elderly and the youth and when I began, I watched her growing up and even becoming older as I began to pattern, not even intentionally, but my life after hers, adopting some of the passions that she had. Okay. Um, and when she began to become ill um, with Alzheimer's, dementia, I mm. began to um, first feeling was denial, mm. um, thinking that I could change it if I did certain things, if I um, adjusted. Her lifestyle, if I could get her away from the norm or things that I felt was pulling at her, hmm. um wow. but I had to eventually realize that none of that was in my control wow. right, so um,
1: even at that point, um uh, Veronica. Yeah like that's you made a good point about her illness and what she was going through and how it was hard for you to even accept what she was going through with her illness and that's the thing that i find too with um with when we um lose our loved ones too sometimes it's not just a tragedy tragedy that they're lost immediately sometimes they're ill and Mm -hmm. so even with that we have to grieve even of not seeing them be their usual self
3: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah
4: and for me i i think i checked out because I knew that I was pretty much all she had and the one that she wanted to take care of her. So my feelings and emotions, I kind of had to press down and just stay in the authoritative caregiver mode and making sure not only her needs were met, but the bills and everything, making sure everything was on point. Mm. So I kind of like, I think, Disconnected and maybe operated a little bit in denial, mm-hmm. um, on top of trying to fight off depression, um, fight off the loneliness. Because during that time, you really get in a space, and sometimes even in your head, and it may not even be real, but at that time, it appears to be that you really don't have anybody else. Right. So you, really feel, you know, feel alone, you feel alone, and during the this time of the year. Um, I remember it was just her and I for about three years because she just due to her illness and, you know, she was different. You know, she's like me. We never really liked a a big crowd anyway. But when Mm -hmm. her illness began to set in, she didn't really those type of settings it was not conducive to where she was in her state of mind. Wow. So it was just a lifestyle change for everything. Um, so if I try to keep her engaged in the community, taking um, her with me to some of the things that she used to take me to growing up, um, like volunteering at the golden harvest, um, Helping the the homeless, mm. um, sitting with the elderly, and I remember her taking all whenever the Sunday school cycle would end with all the books, she would take them and donate them to the nursing homes to to give patients and um in the center to read. And she would go wow. there and read to them. Taking doing sock drives and taking them Wonderful. um materials and things like that. So the clothing closet, the food pantry, um, helping women go back to work it really wasn't even a name for it then like it is now but i know that she did their paperwork um helping people with their disability um she always just went way and above that was just her thing
0: oh no i was just gonna ask a question i mean that's some (laughs) great information that you're talking about and you seem like your mom was just an amazing woman who Mm -hmm. loved and who served now i know you said that you grew up watching her, Mm -hmm. but what transpired in your life to say, I want to keep this legacy going because I know this was dear to my mother's heart. What was it that said, man, I want to, I want to do this, you know, for my mom.
4: Um, I really, um, I don't even think I made a a conscious decision. I was just obedient to the spirit because Mm. she not only did I watch her do certain things, she took me, even when I didn't want to go. So this, what I do now in the community, um, it's it's not strange to me. It's not strange to me to to deal with the homeless, to deal with pa- parents with multiple kids and that are going through situations, and and being on my own, coming to Augusta when I was eighteen. And being on my own that long, I've experienced so many things myself that helped me stay and continue to have that consistent um, empathy for people.
0: Well, well, Veronica, we appreciate the conversation. We appreciate your vulnerability. And we just thank you so much for your honesty and about how you have turned your pain into purpose in order Mm -hmm. to help the community.
4: Yes. Commitment, honoring the life and the legacy and the spirit of Ruby Howard Killer.
0: All right. Well, that was a great interview with Miss Veronica. And I love how she turned her pain into purpose, into purpose, yeah. going out into the community and helping others. And I think that's an amazing thing that her mother did, how she saw her mother's heart toward the community. And when her mother passed. She started she doing, the doing the same thing. thing. Yes, That's and amazing And me. not only does she go out, she actually has events
1: for the yeah, community to serve. Yeah, she has events for the community to serve. And also, too, guys, you heard earlier the commercial about uh, cabs for kids. That's also her business where she serves wow. the community and help the single moms to get their kids to the destinations after they get out of school and everything. So it's amazing what, you know— your pain can
0: drive you to do Right because I bet it's so easy To get stuck but What these women have done They've took their pain and they turn it Into purpose I love that It's a wonderful thing So after the break we're going to talk to our next guest And her name is Candice And she's going to talk to us about Grief and how she turned A tragic situation Into a whole purpose So yes. my name is Dr. B. Pope And I'm Feed the Busy Bee.
1: This is Feed the Busy Bee, and I'm here with Better Care For You. We treat your family like our own, and we live to care. Why call us? We take our mission to provide exceptional non-medical home care in familiar surroundings seriously. The services we provide are companion, sitter, personal care, and also we work with Alzheimer's and dementia patients. Please give us a call, 678-900-8397. Or check us out on the web at Better Care, the number four, yOU.com
3: So bright, should have known the day would come when you would go away. But I was too wrapped up in your love.
0: Welcome back to Real Talk. I'm Dr. B. Pope. And I'm V, the Busy B. I I love those songs. I mean, that first one was Missing You by just a quartet of just powerful songstress. I mean, I think that's the word. Just women who can get down. <laughs> yeah, I Shaka
1: Khan, Gladys Knight, Brandy, and Tamiya. Tamia,
0: that was a beautiful song from the Set It Off soundtrack, right? That's right. Missing You. And then the last one was Keisha Cole, Forever. Mm-hmm. And that's a great song. She made that song in dedication. To her mom, Frankie. To her mom, Frankie. So that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about how to turn your pain into purpose. Our next guest is Candace Sims, and she's going to be talking about how she turned her pain into purpose.
1: Yes, Candace now is a grief coach and just amazing, just the story that she had from losing her son. So I know this is going to be a big treat for you guys.
0: Candice Sims and Candace is very special to our heart because we've known her for almost 30 years. Yes. 30 years, y'all. So we must have met her when we were five and six years old. You know what I mean? So <laughs> but she is a grief expert, and she's here today to share her story, but also to give us some tools on how to cope with grief. So Candace, welcome to Real Talk.
2: Wow. Thank you guys so much for having me on today. I'm so honored to be able to be in your
0: company once again. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, Candice, so can you share a little bit about yourself and then you can share your story and then just talk about what motivated you to get into the service of being a grief coach?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, first and foremost, I always have to say I'm a Christian. Amen. Because I'm more of a Christian than I am anything else. <laughs> And um, for a long time, I was a single mom raising a uh, young man uh, in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. And due to his untimely death back in 2007, Mm. it set me on a course of um, crime victim advocacy and also grief coaching. Mm. And so by, Trade, I guess you would say. I am a victim advocate within the state of Georgia, county of DeKalb, and um, and my 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 side gig gig or my hustle. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gotta have one,
0: right? That's right. Is, is grief coaching something that I really really love? That's great. So so, what is grief coaching? Wow wow,
2: that is. That's a question that can be answered so many different ways because a lot of times people think coaching and counseling is both the same thing. But the thing that I love about uh, coaching, which makes it different from counseling, is coaching is a forward-moving, non-traditional therapeutic experience hmm. that helps people to get from one destination to another um, by asking deep open-ended questions to help them to understand what's holding them back Mm -hmm. and giving them the power, making them the expert. And what I mean by them is the client, making the client the expert in their own successes and in their own um, transformations. Oh, Uh, I love that.
0: Yeah. I Mm -hmm. love that definition because I think the same way when it comes to coaching, Um, I think Tom Landry, he just said, he, I think he had a quote. I can't, Pronounce it verbatim, or announce it verbatim. He says that he mm-hmm. helps men to be who they always wanted to be, basically right. because it's in them already. So he was okay. just the the candy. You know what was not candy? Hi. Yeah, con- conduit. That's the word that I'm looking for. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was just mm-hmm. a conduit to bring the best out of them because it was already there.
2: Right. Right. Exactly. And you know, and it's such a positive forward moving experience. If you're ever having a conversation with a grief coach and you don't feel like that person is empowering you and encouraging you and telling you constantly what you can do, what you can do, you don't have a good coach. That's right.
0: wow. Mm-hmm. wow. Well, that's great. So, so um, Candice, we're talking about grief and I know you said with your, your loss of your, your son. <laughs> so, how can you, what, what advice would you give listeners mm-hmm. um, when they're going through something very difficult, mm-hmm. what would be your word of advice for them when they feel like they have no hope or they can't move forward, like we were talking about earlier,
2: mm-hmm.
0: how, what would you tell them to help them to be motivated, to keep mm-hmm. on moving forward if they feel mm-hmm. like there's no tomorrow?
2: Yeah. Wow. That's good. I I think the number one thing that came to mind, and there's so many things that I could say about that, is don't be afraid of grief, Mm -hmm. to don't be afraid of it. Um, You know, grief is one of those things that it could be expected or it could be sudden. Mm -hmm. Um, It definitely can be unexpected, Um, but in a sense, it's inevitable. It's mm-hmm. going to happen. Yep. And, yeah. And I think the thing that makes it so sorrowful is, you know, we all would love to put a timeline on our lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Some people die in their 20s and their teens, stillbirth, you know. And when that happens, I think that's where a lot of the, the sorrow and the emotion comes from because we're never ready. To mm-hmm. say goodbye to those that we love deeply, so I would just say, don't don't suppress what you're feeling, and don't fear the mm-hmm. the emotions that grief brings. Wow,
0: mm-hmm. and I know that you're familiar. I know they have five or seven steps of grieving. Mm-hmm. I know there's depends on who you want to follow, mm-hmm. um, but I know for myself, when my father passed, I mm-hmm. can recall. That I went through the bargaining you know yeah. phase of the yeah. process where I kept asking myself if I would have took my father you know, um, with me when I left St. Louis, if I would have just allowed him to come to Atlanta with me because he was going to come at a certain time, but he ended up getting sick right before he was supposed to leave. And I was playing that in my mind for several weeks, even now sometimes where I just have to, hold up, let me get that foolishness out of my head. I know that God is in control. Mm -hmm. I mean, god had his time prepared and my father he actually loved being in the nursing home that's why i didn't take him because he was like i love being here i like women waiting on me i like the food you know they pretty girls i mean he 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 loved it (laughs) you know and he said next in the the, the following month that's when i was going to take him home but i remember going through that phase where Mm -hmm. if i would have Mm -hmm. i should have Mm -hmm. and then kind of going back and forth Now, what your clients, do you have clients that are stuck on some of these stages at times? And what are some of the techniques that you use to, Mm -hmm. you know, help them to deal with those kind of insecurities or negative thoughts that they might have had because of, you Mm -hmm. know, some situations or even circumstances that it might have been involved in?
2: Absolutely. Wow. Mm -hmm. And that's a great question. Thank you for asking me that. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, a lot of people don't really understand what bargaining is. Mm-hmm. Because I think in the grief world, they kind of group that or couple that with guilt.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> because when you're in that bargaining stage, it it, it kind of makes you feel guilty for mm-hmm. making the decision that you made mm-hmm. and making you mm-hmm. think that you could have made a different decision and that the 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 different decision that you could have made would have made a difference.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell
2: you about how that is so dangerous. It's mm-hmm. so dangerous. And I think that's a trick of the enemy. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Of yes, it is. the enemy. Because the enemy wants to keep you stuck, wants mm-hmm. to keep you in the state of, of depression, of. Um,
0: yes. That's of,
2: right. And unproductive. And, and, and what I tell my clients whenever they're in that bargaining stage mm-hmm. is like, you know. The decision you made at the time you made that decision was the best decision you could have made. Amen. If there was another decision, you would have made it. Mm. That's
4: right. You
2: mm. have to continue to tell yourself, "I made the right decision. I made the right decision." Give me an example. Marcus was a street kid, and um, he was smart. He didn't want to continue his education um, in college, and you know, and he would work little, you know nickel and dime jobs just to kind of cover up what he was really doing. Mm -hmm. So I got to a point where I had to, I had to put him out and I had to let him go. Mm -hmm. And so when, you know, we were faced with that untimely death when he was killed. Mm -hmm. um, One of the the things that I struggled with and the the, the guilt that I faced was if only I had not put him out, if I had not put him out, we would have, he would have still been Mm. here. God does not give us that much power over anybody's life. Only God has the power in someone's life. And so it's a trick of the enemy to keep you stuck Mm. in that mindset. And so you constantly, you need a counselor or you need a coach to tell you and to encourage you. The decision that you made at the time that you made it was the best decision you could have made. So stop bargaining mm. and so that you can um, learn how to move forward and deal with the grief that's trying to deal with you.
0: Well, that was awesome. Candice, an incredible job. And I love how you broke it down when it comes to bargaining. Because I know that so many of us, including myself, we can hold on to things for so long. You know, but when we understand that we don't have that kind of control, when we don't have that kind of control on what happens to us, I mean, that was just incredible. And I think Candice and Veronica, you all did a great job today, helping us with grief and turning our our pain into um, passion. purpose. Purpose. I keep saying it because I think pain, passion, purpose, all How of it go are together. you saying everything. I know. I just <laughs> all them peas, but it's just incredible. And, and I think, I,
1: I just think I love what Veronica shared about how, you know, it was totally God, how she couldn't even say, oh, I'm doing these things right. because of me and I made a decision. She's like, no, I seen my mom do these things. Mm-hmm. She was taking me with her when I didn't even want to go. Right. And I was so inspired by my mother's life. I could not do anything but do for the community because that's what I, I grew up on. That's how I was taught, you know? So, I mean, it's just, it's amazing how something is so 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 hard that you can go through can can be so painful that you can go through but can bring you so much joy
0: exactly do you know how
1: much joy Veronica gets to go in her community and help people wow do you know that the memory she's having when she's doing that kind of stuff and how she's thinking about her mom mm. and how she's smiling inside and how so many people are being helped I mean, this, this you know, cap for kids. I mean, her and her husband doing such a great job mm-hmm. with just helping the community with that. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing what people do. I mean, Candace, I mean, losing her son mm. and going through all that hardship that she went through. And then she's able to pick herself up and help somebody That's else. That's right. I mean, these women are incredible. They are.
0: After all that... F- I think that we need to have a part two of this series. Yes, I
1: definitely think so. I think um it's gonna help so many of us who go through so much grieving and not you know, we did this because of the holidays, but I think these are just gonna be tools that can help you guys on a day to day basis. And uh it's just been incredible just to hear the things we've heard so far, guys, and it's so much more. So many more tools that we can share. Right, so, so definitely
0: we're in need of a part two. Right. So if if our listeners wanted to get in touch with Candace, do you have her contact information?
1: Yeah, it's Candace Sims and her website is uh concept dash power dot com. So that's concept dash power dot com.
0: All right, well that's awesome. So we're at the end of another show and this has been awesome because this is the type of show where you can just take these nuggets or these tools and just apply them in your life no matter what you're going through not just over the holidays but whenever you're going through any trials or tribulations you can take hold and use the things that were spoken about today well our quote of the week is by Helen Keller and she says what we once enjoyed and deeply loved we can never lose, for all that we love deeply becomes part of us. And that's by Helen Keller. Wow, what a great, great quote. Right. So my name is Dr. B. Pope. And I'm Fee, the Busy Bee.
1: I hope you guys are out there being busy because, yes, Real Talk with Dr. B and Feed the Busy B, we are being busy. Yes. Okay? So if you guys missed our show on Saturday, guess what we got for you? We just love our listeners, and we just want to make sure that you guys get a chance to hear all the tea, right? So what's going to happen is if you miss on Saturday, we're going to run the rerun on Friday.
0: So the show will air at 6 p.m central standard time and if you're on the eastern coast it's 7 p.m now if you're on the west coast out in cali i believe it's 4 p.m or 5 p.m but thank you all so much we're excited about that so that way everybody can have a chance to listen to real talk
1: all right so that's exciting so guys hey don't forget send us emails let us know we want to be able to read your email over the air if you had any questions or if you want to do a different topic just let us know and remember to reach out to us at realtalkbrhf at gmail.com again that's realtalkbrhf at gmail.com and guess what guys remember we're going to have a great great holiday right but sometimes we get a little stuck right and so if you get stuck during this holiday i want you to call this number it's a hotline and it's 24 7 service and it's confidential support and information they'll be able to give you to help you through your crisis the number is 1-800-646-7322 again that's
0: 1-800-646-7322 well thank you feed the busy bee for that information and again this concludes another show yes. my name is Dr. B Pope and I'm feed the busy bee and we are Busying busy out for listening to real talk with dr b pope and fee the busy bee be sure to follow dr b pope on facebook instagram and twitter and follow fee the busy bee on tiktok and instagram